Graham Rising, good afternoon around the world and good morning wherever you may be. Good evening. I uh, wanted to come on and say thank you to all the people who rock with me and who are um, loyal listeners and or watchers and the people who I have made um, beautiful friendships with and or connections with online and who appreciate me and who do love me for me. You know, y'all, when I was saying that in that uh, rich as fuck video about how there's nobody on the planet who loves me for me, um, I was just being an asshole in the moment and being pessimistic. I know that's technically not true, but it does get very lonely. This uh, journey, as it were, this work is very lonely. And uh, while I can handle the stress of it and the call if you will of the mission I still understand that I have to be very careful about relationships with men and them taking advantage of my um, high priestess and goddess energy and um, also them seeing me like I said as a coin baby as a beautiful doubloon as it were you know a chest of doubloons baby and so I had to be careful about that but much love to everybody who cares about me and who shows me support and who is inspired and motivated by my videos, even when I be cutting the fuck up, even when I be like in my feelings and breathing fire and going off, y'all still rock with me. And I thank y'all so much for that because, you know, this is uh, a journey that is just not, it's not about the spirit, just about the spiritual, even though that is the overarching theme. It's also a journey of self-discovery and learning how to creatively express myself without inhibition and without fear. It's a journey of uh, me putting fear aside. And it's not so much that I um, have ever been afraid of people. I've never been afraid of people, as it were, but I used to be concerned about pleasing. So I guess in, in a way, if you think about it, yes, I was at a time uh, fearful in the depths of my spirit because I was worried about what other people would say and even when I would be upset about things I wouldn't vocalize that but those days are you know over so I've learned to take my power back and it's just a blessing so now that that has been said I want to um oh I want to also say thank you to the people who reach out to me and give me encouragement and who are you know, helped by my messages. And thank you to those who have expressed condolences and um, sympathy and also empathy for the things that I've been through. I really appreciate that. You know, you know me, I just like tell it how it is. You know, I don't, I don't say it for anybody to feel sorry, but at the same time, it is what it is. And it definitely has uh, shaped me as a person, inevitably shaped me as a person for good and for worse. But I embrace all of that and I'm just me, right? So what I want to say is this, shout out to DJ Starfleet. She reached out to me and she wanted me to talk about some things, right? And she told me that I was right on point with what I said about Tasha K. Now, before I get into this, all of the everything I'm about to say is allegedly it is spiritual communication and it is my personal opinion. This does not mean it's fact. This is what I have experienced uh, with my gift of sight, my various 
extrasensory perception or ESP and these things of a supernatural, paranormal or preternatural spiritual nature cannot be proven. OK, it's not necessary for me to prove it. I think that most people, even if they're not in the spiritual community who are aware of spirituality, can see that there's something most definitely wrong with Miss Tasha K, a.k.a. the Grinch. Now, I'm not going to get into that insultory, excuse me, insulting uh, diatribe that I went on before. See, we have to go. I get there. I get petty. I get messy like a lot of Scorpios do. And then I come the fuck out of it. And then I lay down the goddamn law. And that's just what it is. So as I walk into my uh, my uh, echo chamber, as it were, actually my bathroom, I got a towel, towel in my bathroom. So it's going to echo a little bit. Um, my whole shower is towel and all of that. So it's going to echo a little bit. But I like to come in here because of the acoustics. All right. So. As I get into this, I want to talk about the demonic in relation to individuals. Now, like I said, everything I'm about to say is allegedly. But in my opinion, as I said before, a whole year ago, November 21st, 2019, I said or alleged that Tasha K has a demon or demons. I'm going to talk about the primary one and I'm going to describe some traits of this primary entity that I believe resides with her because this entity seems to have a hatred for women i noticed that and so what i have to question is see i already feel the energy pulling in coming into me because my my if you just heard me say you can tell the frequency is changing in my voice and my energy is changing so before i get into this those people that like to worship Lilith, you need to be very, very careful with that. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you not to know about dark wisdom. Of course not. You, you need to know light and dark. But what I am about to say may change your mind on some things. It is not my intention to sway you from your belief system or your practice or spiritual practice or occultic practice. Okay. However, it is my purpose and my intention to bring the truth as I know it and as my spirit is saying and as my ancestors and the most high powers are saying, okay? DJ Starfleet and I personally think that, keyword think, personally think that Tasha K who is the creator, the, excuse me, commandeerer of Unwind with Tasha K because that idea allegedly came from somewhere else. The commandeerer of the idea Unwind with Tasha K, okay, the platform on YouTube, Celebrity News and Gossip. Yes, this is the person we're talking about. I think her last name is Tasha, is Kibe or Kibi. Okay, well, either way it go. Uh, we believe that this uh, person inhabits or is inhabited with an entity named Lilith or a Lilith type energy or a, uh, the dark side of Lilith. Now, most people will say, well, what do you mean the dark side? Because she's considered a demon or a succubus, right? Well, yes, 
but every entity has a more light or higher vibrational side and a darker or lower vibrational side, okay? I've already spoken about my personal um, opinions about Tasha's husband, who uh, I spoke about in the podcast episode that I linked in the box um, about uh, the the video that I um, made on YouTube called The Problem with Black Women Like Tasha K and Jovi Beauty. Okay, I'll link that video again in the box. It was actually a podcast episode, so you'll find it on this podcast because this is going to be a podcast episode. And the reason why I'm making it a podcast episode is because uh, the distribution needs to be wider than YouTube. And uh, that's just what it is. So when we think about Lilith, I'm going to tell you my channeled or my uh, spiritual uh, feelings about it. And uh, it may not match up to what you've read in no history books, because let's be honest, most of what people know about Lilith is from history books. Most people who speak about Lilith and or worship her and or um, summon her uh, have read her history or been told her history by someone else. Very few people have actually uh, looked in on the energy for themselves to see what it really is and to see the other aspects of the energy or the entity that are not widely spoken of. And that's what I'm going to be doing here. This is impromptu. It was not planned. Okay. Uh, literally got the message from DJ Starfleet. She texted me and said, hey, Bree, check your, check your inbox, your, excuse me, your DMs, because I sent you something, right, about Tasha K. So that's what I did. I was actually doing some meditation and had put my phone on airplane mode. But when I got the message, um, something just kept urging me to get up and I, I had been having a headache for a while today. It could be because I started taking a new vitamin or a new supplement. So my headache could be that, or it could have been some coffee that I had earlier, but I had a headache and I uh, took some Tylenol and I laid down on my bed, even though I wasn't sleepy and put my phone on airplane mode. And then after about an hour or so, I got up and saw the, once I took it off of airplane mode, saw the message from DJ Starfleet. So as I've said before, um, I do disconnect during during the day, different parts of the day. I have two cell phones that I use. My main cell phone is, like I said, my Samsung Note 10 Plus, and my other one um, is my Galaxy S9. All right, so at any point during the day, I'm usually on the on the main phone, the Sam the Note, but I will turn it off um, at night. Late at night, I turn it off. And then if it's an emergency or, I, you know, I know my children may call me or something, of course, I leave it on. But um, YouTube was a fucking mess today. OK, and I had to disconnect. A bitch had to just go see you later. That's what the fuck I had to do. Now, I don't believe my headache was related to YouTube, but I believe it was exacerbated because my blood pressure, I could feel my body getting hot and my blood pressure getting a little bit off the motherfucking chain. Even if it wasn't actually numerically off the chain, I felt my blood pressure rising with all them goddamn trolls from Tasha K's channel that kept coming in Sunshine's chat, which as I said before, Sunshine's channel is Nosy Hole Live. Please like, share it and subscribe, baby. Okay. All right. So very few people have looked in on Lilith. Who is Lilith? 
give you a little bit of history. So according to some accounts, Lilith was not just the ex of Adam. She may have also been the ex of Eve. Now, let me say this before I even go further. Many of you may not agree with what I'm going to say, but I'm telling you what I perceive and also going to add some research articles in here and some um, op-ed pieces that have been written by other people. And also there's going to be some um, scholarly articles linked in the box where you can go and read for yourself. Now, I am also going to be adding in my personal spiritual perspective in relation to what I'm discussing that is not written by anybody and there's nobody else's intellectual property but mine, okay? So, this article is called, it's from, let me make sure, because it doesn't really... Okay, so I'm going to read this article and then at the end, I know that some people want to hear me get to Tasha K first, but no, I have to give a back history and then build up to what I'm talking about. Okay, so I'm sorry if you want to hear me talk about a little thing in relation to Tasha K directly first. I have to give back history first for the people that don't know about Lilith and then I have to build up so that it makes sense. That's how you write a good story. Okay. So this article is from June 1st, 1997, from uh, the section Classical Music by the New York Times. Okay, It says, all about Eve and Adam's ex, a demon. This article appeared in its original context from June 1st, 1997, section 2 of the New York Times, page 29. Okay, this article begins. When Deborah Drattel... Or Dratel began considering subjects for her first opera two years ago, only one thing was certain. Her central character would be a strong-willed woman in dire circumstances. Anastasia, the Russian princess said to have survived the massacre of the royal family, came to mind. Meaning the Russian czars, okay, is what she's referring to in this article. So did a handful of other troubled poets, but the figure tugged most insistently on Miss Drattel's imagination was actually Lilith, a primordial she-devil described in Jewish mystical writings as Adam's first wife, who was banished from Eden and transformed into a demonic night-flying seductress and baby snatcher. Quote, I don't think I do this intentionally, end quote, said Miss Tell, a 41-year-old composer whose music is vividly orchestrated and generally neo-romantic with a consistent undercurrent of dark introspection. Quote, it's just that when I look back, I see that I've written all these pieces about women, usually tortured women, Sylvia Plath, Anna Akhmatova, and Lilith. I'm also attracted to women who triumph over the odds, end quote. Now see, this is where spirit come in right here now. Spirit came in before. That's why I said I could feel the energy rising because I didn't read this article before I picked it. I just went down search 
and saw this article title, clicked on it, and I didn't even know it was going to talk about tortured women. In comes the energy of Jaguar Wright. Sister Jaguar Wright, tortured women. Okay. And also comes the energy of Tasha Kay, who uh, claims to be a survivor. And I'm not saying she wasn't, but she, if she was a survivor of sexual abuse, assault, or rape, or sexual harassment, any combination of those, then she's behaving a lot like somebody who's actually the perpetrator or the perp and not the survivor. I don't see too many survivors do engage in victim shaming, but I know that it, they do. You know, it's possible. Anything's possible. So, again, she says in the article, it's just that when I look back, I see that I've written all these pieces about women, usually tortured women like Sylvia Plath, Anna Akhmatova, and Lilith. So Lilith being a tortured fem feminine energy. Hmm. She says, I'm also attracted to women who triumph over the odds, end quote. Mr. Tell will undoubtedly have ample opportunity to bring those women to life. She was just appointed the first composer in residence at the New York City Opera, even though she was never, she has never had an opera produced. Lilith, the opera she finished only a few weeks ago, was commissioned by the 92nd Street Y in the DeCapo Opera Theater. It will have its premiere on Tuesday evening and run through Sunday at DeCapo, which is at 184 East 76th Street at Lexington Avenue. Again, this article is from 1997, so this is not current. Mr. Tell has already composed a quarter of her second opera, which was also commissioned by DeCapo and is scheduled for next May. The Russian poet Marina Verayeva is the subject. I had to read that Russian name carefully before I pronounce it. And Mr. Tell may return to Anastasia for her first city opera project. Mr. Tell's first musical encounter with Lilith was in 1988 when she was composer in residence at the Denver Symphony. Inclined toward literary subjects and seeking an idea for orchestral work, she was browsing in a bookstore. She found Gershom Scholem's book on the Kabbalah and its symbolism. So this is a book by Gershom Scholem called On the Kabbalah and Its Symbolism. And Mr. Tell became intrigued by its reference to Lilith as the quote unquote queen of demons. She composed an orchestral portrait also called Lilith, which was given its premiere by the New York Philharmonic in 1990. A, re a reworked version accompanies a dance sequence in the opera. I'm sorry, pardon the pause. I had to drink some water. Part of Lilith's attraction for Mr. Tell is that there is so little information about her in classical sources. She is not mentioned in the Bible, but Genesis tells two creation stories. One in which God created male and female at the same time, which is in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. And one in which Eve was fashioned from Adam's rib, which is in Genesis chapter 2 verse 22. The body of Jewish writings called the Midrash re reconciles these stories by saying that the woman created first at the same time as Adam was Lilith and that it was for this insisting on physical and spiritual equality that she was condemned to eternal life as a demon.
the Midrash adds that after Adam and Eve were expelled from Eden, Adam briefly reconciled with Lilith and produced a race of half-human demons. Lilith in those sources is portrayed in an entirely negative light, but because her crime was an assertion of independence against male domination, women have more recently rehabilitated her as a symbol. A Jewish feminist magazine is named for her. There are pages devoted to her on the internet and next month the Lilith Fair Festival a female bill of folk and rock singers is to tour the Midwest. Quote, ever since I first read about her, I kept thinking that in Eve and Lilith, we are really dealing with one woman in two parts. End quote, Mr. Tell said. Quote, Eve was the nurturing mother and wife who in many ways was unfulfilled because she was created from Adam's rib and was never fully herself. Lilith is the demonic and the sensuous one. And I realized right there that we had an opera. It's just that it's not a typical opera in the sense of boy meets girl, end quote. Mr. Tell and her librettist, David Stephen Cohen, or librettist, David Stephen Cohen, opened their work at Adam's funeral. Eve and her descendants are at the grave, but so are Lilith's demonic offspring, whose demand for their birthright forces Eve to tell her own children about Lilith. Eve actually is the work's starring role. Lilith does not appear until Eve invokes her name at the end of the first act. The rest of the 75-minute opera is a string of encounters between Eve and Lilith. Eve is convinced that if she allows Lilith to take over her soul, Lilith will be purified, and she offers herself in place of a newborn whose soul Lilith is about to capture. Lilith nearly agrees, but changes her mind at the last moment, instead forcing Eve to confront the desires she has suppressed during her years as Adam's wife. Weakened by her own regrets, Eve is vulnerable, but she escapes when she hears the cries of her children. In the end, neither is able to overcome the other. Mr. Cohen, whose previous work includes collaboration on the screenplay for the animated feature Balto, and a Dr. Seuss series for the Muppets views Lilith in essentially political terms. Quote, the first thing that struck me about her was that her story is about the inevitable result of oppression, he said. Quote, when one's natural desires are condemned, they can emerge as distortions. Lilith demanded spiritual and physical equality with Adam, a natural desire that could have found a natural outlet. But when she was denied it, she was forced into an eternity of unholy desires murder, cruelty, and destruction. I've always felt that Eve was haunted by this and that her own desires were shaped by the fear of what happened to Lilith. It's a feminist story, but as a man, I want to generalize it to both sexes, end quote. Now, let me say this. Could it be, and this is my opinion, these are allegations, you know, like I said, and these are theoretical questions. Could it be that Tasha Kay is a closeted lesbian? And so she has a problem with LGBTQAP people. Could it be that Tasha Kay is bisexual? Clearly bisexual because she's given birth to children. Right? Could it be that uh, Tasha Kay is 
a closeted bisexual woman and that has to do with her vitriol towards Jaguar Wright who lives in her truth well I think that's something to consider because I am insinuating that she may she's probably inhabited with the Lilith demon but she also has a strong spirit of Jezebel so that's why I said demons plural she just she doesn't just have one in my opinion okay Mr. Tell may seem to be coming late to opera but her interest in linking literary works with orchestral and chamber pieces has long pointed toward a theatrical future and vocal music has become an increasingly important part of her catalog it goes on and on and on and on and on and so I wanted to read that little bit about Lilith, okay? Because I thought that was important to what I'm saying. I also want to get into this uh, piece, which is all, which is written by a woman named Lauren Kenrich, and it is from Claremont College. Okay, it's called. Demon at the doorstep, Lilith as a reflection of anxieties and desires in ancient rabbinic and medieval Jewish sexuality. So for somebody who claims to be an atheist, as Tasha Kay does, she sure is operating in a rigid religious manner in how she treats people of the LGBTQAP identification, lifestyle. She, she sure does seem like an old religious ass black woman right yeah hmm. now this print is pretty small so i'm gonna i'm gonna zoom in but pardon me if i skip over some things now this is 97 pages of course i'm not going through all of this Now, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna read this preface by the author of this paper, and then I'm gonna tie it together. The author says, "I began working on this thesis, assuming that I would be writing first and foremost about women. I hoped that Lilith, as a she-demon intimately associated with sex and sexuality, would tell me much of what I needed to know about gender norms." women and sexual regulations in jewish society i thought that lilith would illuminate some underbelly of jewish society where female sexuality was relegated to the demonic strict sexual taboos were held in place through scripture and the figure of lilith was used as a tool of sexual repression and subjugation so lilith operating through tasha k it's no wonder that she's shaming a victim it just said the figure of Lilith was used as a tool of sexual repression and subjugation. So it's no wonder that she would say those things about Jaguar Wright to discredit her traumas. It's no wonder that she would have a problem with the LGBTQAP community and made and have made comments that were disrespectful, right? Hmm. Okay, let's continue. Because see, she going to get a card pulled fucking with people like me. And is getting her card pulled. Has gotten her card pulled. Okay. Past, present, and future, baby. 
while versions of these hypo of this hypothesis excuse me these hypotheses shook out as part truths held up by some pieces of evidence and struck down by others the author says i found through my research and writing that there was also another version of this story at first glance I assumed, perhaps too easily, that a female demon associated so closely with the sexual sphere should illuminate the darker aspects of conceptions of female sexuality. I came to realize, however, that what Lilith would eventually tell me was something quite different. So see, people like to talk about, and this is not in the paper, I'm going to continue the paper in a moment. People like to talk about how Lilith is, you know, about dark wisdom and dark wisdom empowerment and black women's empowerment. And, you know, she's a symbol of black women taking their power back and using their primordial energies to uh, get the things done in life that they need to get done. Right. She's connected with dark wisdom magic and the uh, black Madonna, the black goddess and the black crone. OK, however. This author is saying that she's also a symbol of sexual repression. And the previous article from the New York Times says she's a symbol of torture of women. So that's why it's important for you to do your research before you call yourself worshiping a deity that you don't know enough about. And there isn't a whole lot of lit literature on Lilith, but it, not only do you need to do your research before you call her your token uh, mother or token deity for the women that do this you also need to understand that not only do you need to do book research and scholarship on these entities and find out what's in the lore and the mythology you also need to do some spiritual journeying and check out the energy for yourself connect with the energy for yourself read the energy for yourself to find out what comes with that pie okay what comes with that meal that you're ordering instead of just invoking something and, and, and attaching yourself to an entity that you don't know a whole lot about. These women, a lot of the women who invoke Lilith or summon Lilith and who like to attach themselves to her energy don't even understand that she was symbolic of torture of women. And also, like it says here, a figure used as a tool of sexual repression and subjugation. And the reason why she was used as a tool for sexual repression and subjugation was technically because they say that Eve was Adam's first, um, excuse me, Lilith was Adam's first wife and he didn't like Lilith because uh, Lilith was sexually free and expressive and she didn't want to submit sexually to Adam in certain ways. And some people also say that she wanted to trade, uh, try strange positions. But that New York Times article, the title of it was, let me reread the title. Right. Let me reread the title so you can catch what I'm saying here. The title is all about Adam, excuse me, all about Eve and Adam's ex, a demon. You can read this two ways. It can say it can mean all about Eve as well as Adam's ex, a demon or both of them being together meaning a bisexual um, menage a trois or a uh, threesome, if you were. You can read that title two ways. That's why you have to read carefully because they be telling you the truth about this shit 
right before your eyes. So are they insinuating that Lilith was bisexual? Because that's what the title is technically doing. It's insinuating because it's saying all about even Adam's ex, a demon named Lilith. So she was both of their ex, ex. That means they had a threesome, according to what this is insinuating. Now, I'm not saying that it's true. I'm just saying this is why I said that there's a reason why, an underlying reason why Tasha K has vitriol for LGBTQAP people. Let me continue. So, continuing, it says, the author says, what I ended up discovering that was quite different about what Lilith could tell me was that Lilith, in fact, suggests as much, if not more, about male sexuality, male sexual fears, and male sexual desires. I have said before that uh, Tasha K is heavily male identified. She cares more about men than she does about women, okay? And that is clear by her badgering of Jaguar Wright and by her nefarious comments that she's made about Bill uh, Cosby saying that uh, all those women that accused Bill Cosby were gold diggers because he didn't do nothing wrong. So you're just going to discredit all the victims or survivors and agree with the man, just like you're doing with Jaguar Wright. Going to call her crazy because, oh, having bipolar disorder or anxiety means that oh you don't know what's going on with your body and you don't know when somebody forces themselves on you because yeah mental illness is real and she's got inconsistencies and like jovi beauty said crazy you can't make no sense of crazy and see jovi beauty your motherfucking ass should have took some more sips matter of fact you should have had that whole cup of that cure that curic coffee that you was drinking when you said that shit in your video and you woke up goddamn basically just got up brush your teeth and wash your face and jumped on and made a video see what you should have done was you should have had that coffee and let that caffeine hit your motherfucking brain because then maybe you would have said some shit that wasn't so heinous and would have made sense instead of offending all these people see you got a bunch of fucking dislikes on your video for a reason now i know compared to your viewership that ain't that may not be a lot of dislikes but i haven't seen any of your other videos have that many dislikes so see, you discrediting Jaguar too. So I guess just having a mental health concern, whether it be bipolar disorder, paranoid schizophrenia, anxiety, depression, what have you, PTSD, means that you don't know what the fuck's going on with your own body. Means that you don't know when somebody's forcing themselves in an orifice that they shouldn't be in. Oh, that's what it means? Because see, crazy, you can't make sense of crazy. The problem with black women like this is I'm going to tell you straight the fuck up what it is. The problem with black women like this is they're usually inhabited by very dark male identified or uh, dualistic demonesses like Lilith, like Jezebel. In other words, what I'm saying is when I say dualistic, I mean a female energy that is masculine in nature like Jezebel. Jezebel is very fucking controlling. Jezebel overtook the mas masculine energy even though she was feminine she overtook the masculine energy from Ahab that's why I said Tasha K has Jezebel and Lilith and probably a couple more but I'm not even looking in on that because I already got a headache 
you know, it's going away a little bit, but I don't even want to go in on that right now. I'll go, I'll look in on that if I'm led to when I got better, uh, when I'm, when I have my energy higher, because that drains me when I look in on that dark shit. Okay. So these are feminine energies, both Lilith and Jezebel are feminine energies that are overtaken by the masculine. They want to run shit like the masculine. And doesn't Tasha K behave like that? She's Jezebel and her husband is fucking Ahab. And if you don't know who Jezebel and Ahab are, they are, I'm referencing them too from the Bible. Okay, King Ahab, A-H-A-B. A is in Alpha, H is in Hurricane, A is in Alpha, B is in Boy. King Ahab, okay. For those people who are not familiar with the Bible. So when you have a woman with the Jezebel spirit, you're usually going to have an emasculated man alongside her if she's heterosexual or if she's bisexual. Okay. Or if she's a uh, polyamorous or pansexual, you know, she's usually Jezebel likes to operate where she can overpower men, but she'll do it with women too. But she's mainly into overpowering men and running men and manipulating men. She'll do it to anybody, but she really loves men as her prey, just like Lilith. Okay. Again, what the author is saying is what she ended up discovering was that Lilith, in fact, suggests as much, if not more, about male sexuality, male sexual fears, and male sexual desires. Here is the connection with me wondering if Tasha K is actually bisexual, bisexual and in the closet. And that is that may be why number one she wears her hair like that. Number two she acts like that. And number three she's got so much smoke for Jaguar Wright, who is a free and open bisexual bisexual woman who appears to be happily married. And I'm saying appears to be because from what I can tell she is. Okay, Tasha Kane happily married. I'll tell you I'll tell you that right now. Okay. A thesis that began as an exploration of a Jewish female demon's relationship to Jewish female sexuality morphed quite straightforwardly and yet still surprisingly into a thesis that was also about a Jewish female demon's relationship to Jewish men. In some ways, this should have been expected. All major Jewish texts are, after all, written by men or patriarchal and with male audiences in mind. Of course, on some level, I should have realized that the text I studied would tell me as much about the authors as they did about the subjects. In the end, I hope that I reach some balance between my original goal and the ways in which my research developed. It is my hope that this thesis eliminates the multiple... I'm sorry about my alarm, y'all. That alarm shouldn't even be going off. That's probably a spiritual thing interrupting. I didn't even know I had a 6.30 alarm. But either way, continuing, I'm going to reread this sentence in case you didn't hear me. She says, a thesis that began as an exploration of a Jewish female demon's relationship to Jewish female sexuality morphed quite straightforwardly and yet still surprisingly into a thesis that was also about a Jewish female demon's relationship to Jewish men. In some ways, this should have been expected. All major Jewish texts are, after all, written by men and with male audiences in mind. Of course, on some level, I should have realized that the texts I studied 
would tell me as much about the authors as they did about the subjects. In the end, I hope that I reached some balance between my original goal and the ways in which my research developed. It is my hope that this thesis illuminates the multiple and varied ways that Lilith has been used throughout Jewish history and the ways in which she is a reflection of and a reaction to dominant Jewish society. Lilith can tell us about Jewish men. She is a creation of thousands of years of male-dominated religion, a scapegoat for quote-unquote deviant sexual acts such as masturbation and nocturnal emissions or wet dreams. She is a locus of desire, an explanation for numerous sexual ills, and a reflection of distinctly male fears concerning paternity, fatherhood, and lineage. She can tell us about dominant male conceptions of Jewish women. She is used as a negative female role model, made an example of as one of the evil ways in which female sexuality can take shape, and is associated with the base animalistic instincts that female sexuality was, at times, thought to possess. But, but Lilith can also tell us about Jewish women themselves. She reveals the fear and pain associated with the death of children and death during childbirth and is warded off by women who wish to protect their families and their homes. It is my hope that the following examination of Lilith, spanning the course of four millennia or 4,000 years, can inform a notion of both male and female Jewish sexuality in relation to culture, religion, and society. Okay, the introduction says, No demon has gained as much notoriety, recognition, or infamy in Jewish culture and, and possibly the world as the she-demon Lilith. Tracing her origins back to similarly named demonesses in ancient Sumeria, Babylonia, and Canaan, Lilith developed throughout Jewish history into a fully realized seductress, succubus, murderer, and tormentor of men, women, and children. So see, she tormented women too. Isn't that what Tasha K is doing? Okay. A well-known demoness during the ancient, rabbinic, medieval, and to some extent modern periods of Judaism, Lilith was associated with multiple ills of the sexual sphere, including masturbation or onanism, which is so named for the biblical figure Onan, who quote-unquote spilled his seed on the ground. He, she's also known to be associated with adultery, nocturnal emissions or wet dreams, impure thoughts, and bastard children. Her personality, focused as it is on these sexual ills, has remained remarkably constant throughout her 4,000-year development, a testament to her notoriety. Lilith did not spring, however, fully formed from the imagination of one group of people or in one particular place. Rather, a conception of the demoness slowly coalesced from a variety of ancient Middle Eastern sources, even before she was integrated into the purview of Judaism. Existing scholarship on Lilith centers mostly around piecing together a coherent timeline of her appearances in various texts and the archaeological record. Numerous articles trace her progression from Canaan to Babylonia to Israel, noting how she began as a winged demon and or storm goddess and was incorporated and further developed in Jewish text to reach infamy in Jewish demonology. Spirit just pointed my uh, eye to storm, storm goddess. Yeah, the, the, the person who thinks they're ruling Storm Monroe. Tasha K. I know that's a reach, but still, I'm going to continue. Such histories, while useful, are primarily topical and rarely delve deeper into interpretation or analysis of the Lilith myth and its place in society. 
this lack of historical and social contextualization of the Lilith myth is the starting point for my contribution to scholarship on Lilith. In this paper, I will be focusing on a historical and cultural analysis of Lilith and Jewish society, how she was constructed, how she was understood, and most importantly, what work she was used to perform by those who authored, added to, or interpreted her story. Okay, Lilith is, okay, it says in her centuries, long journey from storm goddess to queen of demons, Lilith is employed alternately as a scapegoat for impure sexual thoughts and actions and attachment for male sexual desire, a negative role model for women. Isn't Tasha K a negative role model for black women? Okay. A regulatory figure structuring acceptable forms of female sexuality. Isn't Tasha K against LGBTQAP people, like I said? Okay, so she's supposed to, Lilith is supposed to be, um, and a regulatory figure that structures the exception uh, the acceptable forms of sexuality uh specifically female sexuality and she is an expression of male anxiety surrounding paternity and lineage and female anxiety surrounding infant mortality and death during childbirth so didn't she pester jaguar right about losing two daughters in childbirth two stillborn daughters Okay, so this is another indication that Tasha K is uh, operating, uh, or that Lilith is operating through Tasha K as well as Jezebel. Now, I'm not getting into Jezebel because that's, that's a whole other topic, you know, but you can look up Jezebel if you want. Okay, I'm going to continue. Let me go down. Okay, Lilith's beginnings. Are traced back to multiple and varied, varied instances from across the ancient Middle East. The variety of stories about Lilith or Lilith-esque demons with similar names and characteristics attest to both her widespread popularity and to a degree of fluidity in her myth at this time. Okay, and this talks more about a lot of history. Okay. So here is a fragment that was found with the Dead Sea Scrolls in the caves at Qumran. Um, I actually have a book or had a book on the Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, I'm not sure where it is. I, that might have been one of the books I lost in the flood, but um, I'll just have to repurchase it. But it says a fragment found among the Dead Sea Scrolls in the caves at Qumran reveals the only other ancient Jewish text with a reference to Lilith. Dating from the first century BCE, this fragment called the song for a sage is a hymn possibly used in exorcisms it says and i the sage sound the majesty of his beauty capital h-i-s to terrify and confound all the spirits of destroying angels and the bastard spirits the demons lilith and those that strike suddenly to lead astray the spirit of understanding and to make desolate their heart. So is this not what Tasha K is doing? I just said lead astray the spirit of understanding and make desolate their heart. Trying to keep this woman from having any empathy from her, her subscribers. Meaning Jaguar right. She don't want Jaguar right to have any empathy. Okay. Leading astray the spirit of understanding. Lying. 
and deceiving. Spinning around in her goddamn desk chair on camera. Eyes all over the fucking place. Weaving a tale of lies. Weaving a web of lies. All to discredit Jaguar Wright. We're going to keep going. Let's see. I'm the wrong motherfucker to try to pull the wool over. Try to pull the wool over my eyes? Yeah, you fucking with the wrong one. Because see... Even if I know what's up, I'll tell everybody else. Mm-hmm. Let me also add this part. It says Lilith's one and only appearance in the Hebrew Bible is found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 34, verse 14, written around 900 BCE. The text lists Lilith among the beasts of prey and the spirits that will lay waste to the land on the day of vengeance or judgment day. It says, the wild cat shall meet with the jackals and the satyr or satire shall cry to his fellow. And if you don't know what a satyr is, S-A-T-Y-R, that's from Greek mythology. Yea, Lilith sh uh, shall repose there or relax there and find her a place of rest. It says, to the extent to which this Lilith is the same as any of the other previous figures that has been discussed in this paper and in history is, however, debated. It is possible that, quote, she is simply one of the beasts of prey and spirits who is to dwell among the ruins, end quote, as there is no definitive evidence that this Lilith is connected to the legends of a night demoness who strangles babies or attacks men. However, the common threads of the Lilith myth or as it was contemporarily known to be the to be that. Okay. The Qumran sect, which is an ancient sect, and this is where the Dead Sea Scrolls came from, were connected to the Essenes. E S S E N E E E S S E N E S. Okay. And I'm telling you this. This is not written here. The Qumran sect according to this thesis, was quote-unquote engrossed with demonology. The Essenes, who would be the Qumran sect that this thesis is referring to, I'm telling you, were exorcists. They were powerful. They knew how to cast out demons, okay? They were engrossed with demonology, according to this thesis, and was quote-unquote surely familiar with the Isaiah passage which was chapter 34 and verse 14 that I just men, uh, mentioned from the Hebrew Bible. Following these two references, Lilith is absent from Jewish texts for centuries until she is picked up again by the rabbis, creating the Babylonian Talmud after the turn of the century. Now, they say Jesus or Yeshua or Yeshua or Yahusha was an Essene. That's why he cast Legion out. Okay. And if you don't know the story in the Bible, Jesus cast out legion into a, I guess you would call it, what is it, a flock of pigs or a herd of pigs, semantics notwithstanding. He cast legion out, which was a horde of demons, out into some pigs and they drove themselves off the cliff. They committed suicide, all right, because the demons didn't want to be in the pigs. All right, he was going to he was going to send them back to hell, but they said, "No, just send us into the pigs." Okay, meaning they, multiple demons said that multiple demons were legion. L E G I O N. 
it says there are four main four to five uh there are about five references to lilith in the babylonian talmud the four riches of those references will be discussed in this thesis each of these references and the overarching conception of Lilith, which they create, reflect anxieties, regulations, and male sexual desires that are intimately linked to issues of virility or being a strong man, procreation, and fatherhood. In addition, as Lilith is a female demon, stories about her are able to construct a regulatory system for certain aspects of female sexuality. She is associated with a base animalistic conception of female sexuality drawing direct connections between the demon herself and the human women whom she is meant to at times represent in the talmud lilith is a dangerous demoness who can threaten lineages and take away lives a dominating and perhaps even desirable woman who can provide sexual escape for jewish men and a negative role model used to regulate certain aspects of female sexuality Okay, so this thesis also says this, and I'm going to make some comparisons here. Actual references to Lilith in the Talmud or the Babylonian Talmud are scant or very few, though there is ample evidence attesting to a general knowledge of Lilith during this time period, notably through written incantations or spells, amulets, and other archaeological findings discussed in chapter two of this thesis her notoriety was not reflected in a major role in the talmud or in the midrashim of the talmudic period the midrash as i um spoke of earlier were texts okay i'm sorry i just zoomed this out just one second so Lilith is mentioned by name or referred to as a class of demons, which I've never heard anyone say that. An example of this reference to her being a class of female demons is a Lilith, kind of like you would say a succubus, like a Lilith or Liline, which is Lilith plural, okay? And this depends on the translation. On four occasions in the Babylonian Talmud, those, those descriptions appear. Once, she is actually not named, but a story with obvious allusions to her provides some identification. Though the number of references to Lilith in the Talmud may be small, their impact on the development of her myth and its connection to conceptions about sexuality is significant. Each of these references to which we will next turn establish the basic strands of the Lilith narrative that will be elaborated upon and developed for the next 10 centuries. Lilith retained her position as a dangerous demon, but now became, quote unquote, the most feared of the evil night spirits and a fiend, especially dangerous to women during critical periods of their lives. Although there is no etymological relation or uh, word origin relation, between Lilith's name and the Hebrew word Layla, meaning night, L-A-Y-L-A-H, meaning night, the phonetic similarity helps establish her role as a night demon during this period. Doesn't 
Tasha K run her shit at night? Isn't she becoming an enemy of women during critical periods of their lives? Cardi B, uh, the lady who was, what was her name, Virginia or Gina, who was alleged to have been with Chris Brown and Diddy and some other men who told her story on Tasha K's channel. That lady star who told about allegedly things that Cardi B did. Now Jaguar Wright. She seems to be an enemy of women during critical periods of their lives. In other words, not just childbirth, as Lilith is associated with hurting babies, but with women telling traumas that they have been through during critical periods of their lives. Tasha K seems to get an interview when Virginia or Gina had gotten away from some man in the industry. I think it was Diddy, she said in the interview. Then during critical periods of their lives, when Cardi B was uh, separating from Offset, she created some mess, some some untrue allegations i believe she hopes some information about brandy uh from ba uh, bad girls club uh allegedly hoaxed some information and also alleged that brandy was trying to commit suicide okay but yet when people watched tasha k was clearly lying and had a lot of inconsistencies with the story but then she wants to accuse jaguar wright of having inconsistencies with her story Huh? And then here we have Jaguar Wright where Tasha K is invariably dangerous to women during critical periods of their lives when Jaguar Wright is on the run. And by the way, that vision that I had of Jaguar Wright that I talked about, not vision, but astral experience that I had with Jaguar Wright that I spoke about on my YouTube channel, that happened before I ever knew she was technically on the run. Okay? Before any of that Clive Davis bullshit came out. All right. Meaning before any bullshit came out about a, an alleged email from Clive Davis, which I don't believe Clive Davis wrote that. And I don't believe he had anybody write it. However, I cannot deny that Tasha is industry connected and somebody's paying her to fuck with Jaguar, right? Okay. So let me tell you my opinion, right? It's my opinion that, and like I said, it's my opinion and nobody has to believe it, but I'm going to say what I need to say. It's my opinion that Tasha K is a closeted bisexual and she's threatened by women because she's got a masculine demon. Okay. Uh, plural, actually demons that deal with her. The other thing is this. She's operating through Jezebel energy because her husband, in my opinion, would be Ahab. The fact that Lilith came up as a creature or an entity that is associated and um, my spiritual opinion with Tasha K is connected back to what I said about her husband being an alleged handler of hers. Okay. And being uh, having a gin himself. Gin, of course, come from the same region where Lilith originates. It's not like I told y'all that I picked up on some other entity associated with him from somewhere else in the world. Both of them just happened to be next to each other within the same region. Babylonia, Mesopotamia, Canaan, and uh, Judah or Israel or Yehuda. Okay. Yeah. So it is my personal opinion that Tasha K has been involved in rituals, allegedly, 
within the industry to gain the following that she has. It is also my personal opinion that not because she's an atheist, but that a side effect of her having people's minds enthralled with supporting her when she is clearly in the wrong is evidence of the handler aspect of her husband. Like I said, these are all allegations. And the MK Ultra that is going on. One need take a look in Tasha K's eyes to see the darkness and also to see that everything doesn't quite connect within her mind and spirit. She may make fun of Jaguar right and say that Jaguar has this going on or that going on and there's inconsistencies and this and that. Well, sometimes when people are recalling things from years ago, there might be inconsistencies or they might misspeak. It doesn't mean that they're lying, okay? Jaguar Wright has said a lot of the same things that other people have said. Now, or alleged a lot of the things that other people have said in the industry and or people who are affiliated with the industry. Let me also say this. There was a lady in uh, the chat, Sunshine's chat on Nosy Hole Live, which is her channel, who said that, She's actually a relative of Dr. CB and she told Tasha, she was a subscriber of Tasha K. She said, I was subscribed to Tasha K and I told Tasha K that I'm one of Dr. CB's relatives and I told Tasha K that he's a scammer, an alleged scammer. I'm putting alleged in there. This lady said, no, he's a scammer because she's one of his relatives, apparently. And she said, I told Tasha K that he's a, he's a scammer. And that he couldn't even cure himself of his own chronic lung disease. So he didn't cure anybody of anything. I told her that. And she timed me out or blocked me, I think the lady said, for telling her that. So see, Tasha K doesn't want to give you the truth. That's why I said all of her supporters are full of fucking shit. Shat. Because she don't have no loyalty to you. She has loyalty to one person. That is herself. She ain't even loyal to her own goddamn husband. Okay? Her mind is so fucked up that she don't know whether she coming or going. I ain't never seen no gossip vlogger spin around in a damn chair like that while trying to discredit somebody else. You know what I'm saying? And telling dry ass jokes. What the fuck are you joking about when this woman has had traumatic experience after traumatic experience and then... You got the nerve to say, I apologize and throw that up in there and then make a clickbait video about an apology, but you didn't even apologize in the video. There is an element of MK Ultra of magic going on here and people who are sitting under her are enthralled with whatever stuff is going on on that channel. All right. We can see it for what it is who are not associated or who are not getting got, as it were. But I think it's very sad that black women and men sit under this crap and even just people in general, because there are other people that listen to her, too. I think it's sad that people sit under this and tolerate it. OK. I don't care whether Jaguar Wright allegedly has bipolar disorder. Or allegedly has this or allegedly has that. She's damn sure well spoken to me. And the experience that I had with her on Astral 
showed me who she is in her soul. The lady's not lying, in my opinion. Now, that's no disrespect to the other artists that she was speaking about or any of that. But I don't believe she's lying. Okay? That's just my opinion. Nobody has to agree with me. However, Tasha K is a problem. And I hope that this results in a permanent downfall for her. A permanent discrediting of her as a person. Because you're not going to be able to cover this shit up. You're not going to be able to sweep this shit under the rug. One of the reasons why Tasha K has lawsuits against her currently is because she's told a lot of lies on people. And it's all for attention, clicks, views, and money. Okay, But yet she's allegedly losing money because of the things she's done. So see, all money ain't good money. And even if there's, I don't know who might be in the industry. I'm not going to say I don't know. I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to talk about who in the industry might be um, doing a payola with Tasha to have Tasha go out against Jaguar and go to war with Jaguar. But I'm going to tell you like this. The reason why they picked Tasha is because Tasha is Tasha has a certain spirit and spirits within her that will go along with it. Notice they didn't pick no other big gossip vlogger to go out against as in an, another black female gossip vlogger. Notice that they didn't pick anybody else to do that. They picked Tasha K. Because Tasha K will do anything for fame and she will do anything for clout. That is why her platform will not live for very long. I'm pro I'm going to give you a prophecy on that right now. As of what is today? Wednesday, October 28, 2020, 6:59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the United States, I'm giving you a prophecy that Tasha K's platform will not stand for very long. Just as quickly as it popped, it's going to die. I would estimate by the middle of 2021, most people will have left her alone. Even if she maintains subscriber counts, like I said, you can pay to get subscribers. I've literally been to the websites that actually will give you ghost subscribers, will, bol will bolster your subscriber count and give you um, like bolster your views and stuff. I've been to the websites that do that. I always have people coming in my inbox saying, can we sell you some followers? Pay X amount of dollars for 500 extra followers. Okay, so her subscribers, I'm not worried about. I'm telling you, this is the downfall of Tasha K, and she will not be able to recover from this. And by the middle of 2021, she is going to be solidified as... A content creator that went down in flames. I'm telling you that now. I don't care what her industry connections are. They're not going to be able to save her from this. This is her karma because she stole the idea, allegedly stole the idea for the channel from other black women. That is why the motherfucker can't be trusted. She's not for black women. And yet black women sit under her. Do what you want to do. You grown. But all I'm going to say is hashtag we told you so. Hashtag we told you so. All right. And I'm going to leave that like that. I'm not giving this motherfucker no more energy. She's got Jezebel. She's got Lilith. And she's got a murderous spirit of Cain. Not because she necessarily murdered somebody in real life. 
I'm saying soul murder because what she's engaging in with Jaguar Wright is known as soul murder. If you don't know what soul murder is, it's something that narcissists do to their prey. All right. And you can Google that for more information. She's also, as Jaguar called her, got the spirit. She's a Judas. She's got the spirit of Judas Iscariot. Some other spirits that she's dealing with, I'm not going to speak on because I don't want to even talk about those energies. But I will say this. Atasha K did not come out of that. She did not, I'll say it like this. Atasha K was not created overnight. She's always been that way. And that shit is in her bloodline. Okay. So she can talk about what her mama allegedly has, or her mom might be um, diagnosed with uh, paranoid schizophrenia or whatever. The fact of the matter is that shit is in her bloodline. Okay. And that's who she is and who she always will be. Those, those kinds of people don't change. And they're not born into, they're not born like that to righteous people. Okay. So it makes me wonder what kind of mother and what kind of father she has and what kind of grandmother and what kind of grandfather she has. Okay. Because those spirits are attached, not because of just one random incident. They are invoked or excuse me, they're attached by covenant to her bloodline, to her family. Okay. And she's just the primary one they're operating through because she is the one who wanted to operate. Okay. She's the, she's the one who wanted to do their bidding. Okay. You have to be a willing participant for them to use you. And because she's an atheist, that's one of the main ways they were able to use her. All right. I will also say that I believe her husband's probably a Mason or he's probably in a fraternity. I have not confirmed that, but he probably is a Freemason or a Prince Hall Mason or in a fraternity, meaning a Greek Hellenistic fraternity. Alpha Phi Alpha, you know, uh, Zeta Phi Beta, uh, you know, us. Uh, uh, what would be another one? Um, Omega Psi Five, whatever. Uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha. He's pro he's either a Mason or he's in a fraternity or he's in both. I'm telling you that now. I don't even know. I haven't looked. I don't care enough about Tasha K and her family to go and do all that digging. I'm just telling you the spiritual aspect. This is what you black women who worship Lilith. This is the archetype that you are invoking. You're invoking a Tasha K. Okay. I'm telling you that you're invoking a Jezebel and a Tasha K. And I know a lot of black women in dark wisdom and in the occult like Jezebel. Like I said, these entities have good aspects and bad. It is good for women to be sexually liberated and free. So I don't have a problem with a Lilith energy for that reason. But I do have a problem with a Lilith energy as I read who takes advantage of women at their vulnerable points in their lives. I have a problem with that because you can point out dozens and dozens of videos where Tasha K has done that to who? Women. Women. Do you see her grilling men like that on her channel? Answer me. Do you see Tasha K going in on men like that on her channel? Heterosexual men, not gay men, not transgender men. 
heterosexual cisgender men. Do you see Tasha K ever doing that on her channel against a heterosexual man? No, you don't. As a matter of fact, they can be the most toxic motherfucker that people have come across in a long time and she will do what? Defend them. Wasn't she defending R. Kelly? Wasn't she talking big money shit about Azriel, Clary, and Joycelyn Savage and his other victims and discrediting those other victims? Wasn't she? Wasn't she claiming that Dr. CB, uh, you know, did, you know, was the best thing since sliced bread when the motherfucker had all them goddamn wives and shit and couldn't keep his dick in his pants, motherfucker? You not going to convince me, and I don't give a fuck who's mad. You're not going to convince me that you can cure HIV, sickle cell, or none of that shit, or cancer, none of that shit, when you can't control your own motherfucking penis, bitch. And I'm not speaking a little dead. I'm, I'm telling you the goddamn truth, because when he was alive, I said the same shit, that I didn't believe him. Now, as far as the alkaline diet and the benefits of the body, of course, that he ain't the only person that come up with that. All he did was parrot that from another white doctor, more than likely, who came up with it, or from Ayurveda. Okay, Ayurveda is older than Dr. Sebi. He got it from somewhere is my point. But as far as him curing anybody, he couldn't cure his motherfucking promiscuity. Okay, he couldn't he couldn't cure his lying soul, his scamming soul. So I know he didn't cure these kinds of diseases. I know. And Tasha Kay endorses men like that. She endorses Bill Cosby. She endorses, you know, R. Kelly talking about. His, I think she she made some kind of snide remark talking about he made some good fucking music. So, see, them kind of black bitches, you can't never trust. I'm telling you that now. You can't never trust. And let me tell you this. Every black woman that I know who's a narcissist supports R. Kelly. Every black woman that I know who is either a narcissist, a sociopath, or a psychopath, or existing in those energies... And I have to say it like that because I'm not qualified to diagnose anyone. Every one of them that I've come across that is in those energies or that has a narcissistic, sociopathic or psychopathic archetype or behavior pattern agrees that R. Kelly didn't do it, allegedly didn't do it. Now, I'm not getting into that, but I'm just saying all of these black women that I know and some of them biracial, too. Who operate, have, have, who have those behavior patterns, blame the victims, blame the survivors. Okay. And I'm not saying that all the survivors were telling the truth. I don't know what's true uh, when it comes to person to person or, and what's embellished and what's not true. What I'm saying is, I notice this is a pattern. Women who shame survivors and who agree with the man tend to be either narcissists, sociopaths, or psychopaths. And I'm not saying that women don't create fake stories because they do. But there is a difference when somebody has a pattern of doing this on their channel. Okay. She targeted Cardi B saying that Cardi B allegedly uh, used to, I think uh, Cardi B might've said this, so I, but I still have to say allegedly because I can't remember correctly. But how Cardi B was talking about how she used to rob guys, allegedly rob guys or reportedly rob guys, right? Well, did you remember how hard she came down on Cardi B? 
but yet you want to agree with a fucking Dr. CB who didn't take care of the majority of his kids, had all these kids out here, and, and who was a womanizer? Just because, how do you know Dr. CB didn't rape anybody? And I'm not trying to soil the man's name. I'm just saying, how do you know, though? You got that many fucking women? How do we know that you wasn't a rapist or a sexual um, assault perpetrator? How do we know? Obviously, you couldn't be satisfied by one woman. And I don't have no problem with people who want to be polyamorous. You do your business, right? I'm not for it. But see, I'm talking about the energies and the spiritual aspect. You want to be polyamorous, you're dealing with certain demonic energies that want you to be motherfucking polyamorous. And that's just straight like that. I don't give a fuck who's Hebrew Israelite, who endorses that, who's Nawabian, who's goddamn is, uh, excuse me, Muslim. I don't give a fuck who is who, you know, endorsing that bullshit. If you want to be poly and you're a man or a woman, you're, you are being oppressed or possessed by some demonic energies. Because that's not natural. And I'm not just agreeing with what Douglas Falk said. I'm telling you, I've never agreed with it because it's anathema to my spirit. And I know it's anathema to the most high. That is Luciferian satanic agenda. Because what do they teach you in Luciferianism and or, and, or Satanism, which they're two different things, but still. What do they teach you? They teach you that you got to experience everything in order to get... Uh, to become wise or to become like a God. They tell you that you got to experience it all, including possibly bestiality or sleeping with animals, right? See, black people like to uh, say that only Caucasian people do that, but that's not true. Okay, because some of these niggas that these black women sleep with are close to being animals. Some of them are very animalistic. Some again, some of these women that these black men sleep with are animalistic. So on a spiritual level, you're very close to bestiality. OK, so when we talk about poly and certain other uh, so-called sexually deviant lifestyles, I'm not judging people on whether they want to do it or not. You do you. I'm just telling you the truth about it spiritually. You're calling in some energies that are very dark and destructive. Now, when people want to be, if, whether people want to be polyamorous or polyandrous or polygamous, that's their business. However, you better know what the fuck you're getting into. Because people that have that lifestyle, I hope that they know what decision they're making because they'll never be able to recover and become monogamous. Now, I'm not saying that people don't become monogamous. What I'm saying is there's always going to be an urge there. To not be monogamous, to be polyamorous, okay? Why? Because you're always going to have demonic energies that want you to engage in multiple, multiple types of flesh at one time. Meaning, multiple feminine energies and multiple male energies at one time. Your choice in doing that, just know the spiritual ramifications. Tasha Kay is evil. Her husband is evil, in my opinion. Her bloodline is cursed. And there is no saving people like that. She is going to be the one and is the one who is bringing herself down. She wanted to be an industry plant, okay? 
an alleged industry plant and a fucking confidential informant on industry women. All right. So now she's going to get her payback. Saturn and Pluto are direct. And like I said, she's not going to recover from this and getting subscriber subscriber counts back up or subscribers back does not mean recovery. Those can be purchased. Okay. And when you have connections, all you have to do is make a phone call and they'll change your account from whatever it was to whatever you want it to be. Don't tell me they can't do it because they do it in banks. They change your account, uh, your account um, balance. If you've had a, a fraudulent swipe or um, something clear out of your account that you didn't actually buy or somebody took it out more than once, okay, and they weren't supposed to, all you got to do is make the call to your bank and your bank will correct it and put that money back in there. The same happens with subscribers, okay? So miss me with all of that bit, that bullshit. I don't want to hear about subscriber accounts. What the fuck is a character like? What the fuck is a spirit right about? What the what what the fuck does this person have a pattern of doing? If you enjoy that, then that's your business. But we who dissent and don't agree do not have to accept that. And you're not going to tell us that we have to accept that. Go sit up under Tasha K if that's what you like. Don't worry about what other people are saying if you like what you like. Just like what you like and be in peace. But see, the people that are upset and so mad about people who don't agree with Tasha K, really, they are being convicted in their spirit because they know they're motherfucking wrong. They know she's wrong. They know they're wrong for agreeing. But they want to take their anger or their upset or their um, aggravation out on somebody else. Because if you were solid in what you were doing and solid in your support of said individual, Tasha K, then wouldn't you just shut the fuck up and watch and enjoy and enjoy your popcorn and not worry about what a motherfucker say? Isn't that what you do in your own life? Hmm? When somebody doesn't agree with what you're doing, what you're doing, don't you just keep doing it anyway and throw caution to the wind and not give a fuck? Okay, so you subscribers of hers who seem to have a problem with everybody else, if you're solid in your decision to support her, then do that. But see, your motherfuckers are convicted and you know that she's wrong and you know that you're wrong. And what it is, is you don't like being identified as a fucking fool for sitting under that. Especially now. What I also have to say is the people that are supporting Tasha K and the things that she's done to Jaguar Wright, not just Jaguar Wright, but these other examples that I have used, have to be outed and are being outed as motherfucking flying monkeys, flying monkeys of the narcissist. In other words, enablers of abuse. Because what Tasha K engaged, with, engaged in with Jaguar Wright is verbal abuse, psychological torture and psychological abuse okay gaslighting projection crazy making okay and if you don't know what crazy making is look that up crazy making all right and damage control for whoever tasha k's uh handlers are somebody may have said we'll try to make your we'll make your cases go away we'll make your lawsuits go away if you do this for us you don't know what the fuck her motive was but i'm gonna tell you even if it wasn't something like that, that was a benefit. Even if it wasn't the money, the motherfucker would still be doing it. 
I'm telling you that now. It's in her to do it. So you shouldn't be surprised at what comes out of her mouth. People are shocked, but again, not everybody has certain amounts of discernment or a certain uh, level of discernment. I'm not mad at them people. It's just a better late than never. You are witnessing the downfall of Tasha Kay, and she will not recover. When it's all said and done, she's going to try to steer your attention to some other celebrity news within the next couple of weeks. But she's going to bring Jaguar right back up again. Okay? Between now and the end of November, you're going to hear her say more shit about Jaguar Wright. Because people are tuning in for that reason. So even though she claims Jaguar Wright is not credible, she's still using Jaguar Wright for clout and for views. Okay? And it's very obvious. So that's all I got to say about it. Thank you all for listening. Um, I wasn't going to do a full channeling on Tasha K. I just wanted to talk a little bit about the energies associated with her. But I'm not doing a full channeling on her because the bitch is trash. And I don't, I mean, yeah, I've talked about celebrities, but the bitch is trash and I've said enough about her. You know, I'm moving on to other subjects. If people, people can see it for what it is and that's it.